When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. All Hit Radio. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I'm your host and your guide as together we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, and on Saturday and Sunday at various times right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Xena FM, and they're just some of the affiliates and networks that carry the Exxon Radio and TV show, and of course, our good friends at Simul TV and Simul Radio. Now, before I get to our first guest this hour, just a reminder, this coming Thursday, the Exxon TV show premieres on Cable 14 here in Ontario. Valentine's night, February the 14th at 11 o'clock Eastern. And then every Tuesday and Thursday after that, Tuesday nights at 9.30, Thursday nights at uh, 11 o'clock. Don't forget, we're also going to be on Comcast, iLaunch, and in India on the Times Radio Network. Wow, things are happening here in the Exxon. Thanks to you. This is an overnight success story that has taken us nearly 30 years to get here. So once again, thank you for all the support and all the all the great guests that we've had over the years. Exonation, my guest this hour is Gary Fouts, and uh, we've had the pleasure of having Gary on the show before. But for those of you who weren't with us the last time Gary was on, let me tell you a little bit about Gary. Gary has been in the paranormal field for about 25 years now. He studied UFOs, cryptozoology, and the paranormal and paranormal activity. His group's name is Unsolved Mysteries and Paranormal Society, but will soon be changed to Unsolved Mysteries and Unknown Sightings. Gary is from Roanoke, Virginia, near the Blue Ridge Mountains. He had to retire because of 11 back surgeries, but with his group's help, they still try to do as much research as possible to come up with an answer to these sightings and these experiences. Gary feels that there are things out there that are not unknown, but it'll take a lot to ever get the evidence to satisfy hard, uh, hard-nosed scientists. Now, if you'd like to find out more about Gary, just go on to Facebook and Google his name, Gary Fouts, and that's G-A-R-Y-F-O-U-T-Z. Joining me now from Roanoke, Virginia, is Gary. And Gary, welcome to back to the Exxon. Long time no talk. Uh, no, Rob. Uh, it's good to be back. Eleven back surgeries. Wow. Well, actually, it's 12 now. 
one in October mm-hmm. of last year. And then in December, I had knee surgery. So uh, I think they're trying to make a road map out of it. <laughs> but the, the, the question is, where do those roads lead to? Do they lead to? Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, Gary, what was it that brought you into the world of the paranormal and the investigations that you've conducted and the research that you continue to do today? Well, uh, actually, I got involved uh, when I was about 12 or 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I started, uh, I would get my hands on books of, uh, about the Yeti, you know, uh, that was the big thing out at the time then. And then, of course, there was uh, the UFOs, uh, Roswell. And, uh, I mean, it just was intriguing to to read and study about it. And then I just, uh, later on in years, I started up uh, uh, my own investigation thing, and we've, I've been doing it since. Is the investigation into the paranormal, as well as all aspects of it, still as popular as it was years gone by? Oh, it's more popular now. I mean, you you have uh, thousands upon thousands of groups. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just like here in Virginia, we, we have lots of groups. We have lots of people who uh, are out there looking for Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Sasquatch, whatever you want to call him. Right. Um, and uh, it, 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 the uh, I, I think that it's it's gotten huge, especially with the TV shows when uh, like Ghost Hunters first come on, and then you had the uh, other show. Um, <clears throat> I, I forget what the name of that was, um, but it, it just growed in popularity, and now. You have people that's making all kinds of equipment. They're, mm-hmm. they're selling it, uh, and it's pretty expensive. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just you wouldn't believe the group that's around here. And um, so, and most of them, they don't do what we do because they do like one thing and we do three things. Uh, so we kind of, you know, beef up the the investigation a little better. You know, if we, we get tired of doing paranormal, we, if we get a, an investigation doing a, a, a sighting of a cryptid or, or maybe a UFO, uh, we'll go out and uh, we'll investigate that. Now, when you say uh, all these groups, you know, I, I, I know there are many more groups than the last time you and I talked, but it seems that nothing has changed when it comes to what is Bigfoot. What is a ghost? What's changed? You know, I I don't know what's going on. I've seen so many fake tapes. I saw one last night, Mm -hmm. um, and it was a guy in a suit. Um, And it it was so many red flags uh, thrown up that I don't see how I even got that far with it. Hmm. And there's a... um, I've talked to some people. uh, Yes. I got one one of my... uh, Bigfoot hunters uh, in Virginia is, uh, uh, no, he's not in Virginia, uh, but he's uh, a, a Bigfoot uh, enthusiast and goes out and he claims that he has seen them. Uh, he knows you know, a little bit about them. And then there was another guy here in Virginia. He does a lot 
and he claimed the same thing. Now, I've been, I'm 66 years old, and I've been in the woods since I was big enough to be in the woods, and I have yet to see one. So I don't know if they're spread uh, apart more widely than was thought. Uh, there's, you know, not that many reports mm-hmm. of, uh, of a Sasquatch sighting in Virginia. Uh, I think the last one that BFRO had uh, was in Lynchburg, Virginia, which is about 50 miles from here. And it was a lady coming down the road, and she saw a Sasquatch, I guess, female holding a infant. And uh, <clears throat> so I think they went around and did some checking and investigation on that, and but they couldn't come up with anything. Hmm. So I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, you know, there's uh, we had an investigation uh, in Roanoke County on one of the mountains up here. And the gentleman told me that um, there was a, a huge bird up there that was standing on its feet holding a guinea, uh, a guinea hen in its mouth. And I'm sitting here listening to him when he's telling me this. And so I said, okay, we'll come up there. And the only thing that I could come up with was a bird that from prehistoric age. Like, uh, like a pterodactyl. Yeah, the yeah. pterodactyl, mm-hmm. exactly. Because um, the way he was describing it, it was just unreal. And uh, so we went up there, we went up and do a, did a reconnaissance, a reconnaissance uh, type of a, a search during the day, and then we did one at night, and... I didn't hear anything any more different than what I did when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, so I don't know what to tell you except that these people have, have claimed to have seen them. The thing that gets me about it is that, number one, every time you see something come out um, with a video, you can't, you can't hardly see what it is. The video is uh-huh. awful. Some people take pictures, and they're awful. They're blurry. Yeah. The video's blurry. The pictures are blurry. Um, I have yet to see a really good one, except for the Patterson film was probably the best one. Um, and there's still people that doesn't believe in that one. And actually, it's going to take a little bit more uh, proof to make me believe it too, because it almost looks like a man uh, in it in it in a suit walking through right. there. Um, so I don't know. All right, Gary, stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break. We'll be back on the other side of the uh, break, which is about two three minutes. So I'll stand by, my friend. Exonation. Our guest okay. this hour is. Gary Fouts, and if you'd like to find out more about Gary and the work he does, go to Facebook and just search his name and. Uh, Le voilà, as they say in uh, Quebec. There it is. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. This is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
That was dark in the mountains As the story goes An Indian tale brought him out Along with the Sasquatch gold Moon was playing hide and seek Made the shadows come and go Looking for something they thought they'd find On the Fernie Creek Forest Road The stories that... Nation, our guest this hour is Gary Fouts. And uh, Gary, why do, you, why do you think that with all the modern-day great technology that we have, everyone has a high-definition camera in their cell phone? as well as, you know, the, the small compact video systems that these trackers and the people who actually go out and look for Bigfoot ghosts, UFOs, and everything else. Why, do you, why don't you think that, 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 all, that all conclusive proof photo has yet to be taken? That's a good question. Um, I carry my camera everywhere I go. Uh, I don't like using a cell phone. I hate I hate the cameras on a cell phone, but I carry a small Sony uh, video um, uh, recorder with me, and uh, I can just flip mm-hmm. the the door open and it turns right on, and I can get a good clear video of whatever I'm trying to get. Uh, cell phones, I think they just sometimes the pictures look just awful long. Um, and why, you know, that's, that's a big question is when you see something on, like, like you go on YouTube right? and you look around, every video that you see is usually, it's, it's got a, um, a blurry look to mm-hmm. it. And then, uh, and then when you uh, talk about, and when, when you get into UFOs, sometimes you can get some pretty good shots. Um, and then people, I think a lot of times they want to zoom in on it too far and it gets blurry in all kinds of ways. And then, you know, they just have to back out because the camera is only going to do so much. And if you, if you do, if you do have a camera, uh, with, with digital zoom and analog, I think the, the other one was called analog. It's better to put it on analog than it is digital. So, um. But, you know, I just, you know, I've seen one UFO in my life. Tell us about and that. And Well, I was actually <clears throat> on uh, Smith Mountain Lake. It's a beautiful lake down here uh, from us. And um, I was out uh, one night with a friend. We was uh, uh, fishing, uh, night fishing on a boat. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that time, I did not know how to swim, uh, but I had my life preserver on. But I, after I saw what I saw, I was going to learn to swim uh, because I come close to jumping out of the boat. Um, I, I heard this, I heard this hum. I kept hearing this hum, and I, of course, I was looking in front of the bow of the, of, of the um, boat, and I turned around and I looked into the air, and there, here's this. It looks like a. It looked like a huge ball. It was going around uh, in rotation so fast that it was. It wasn't even funny. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my life. Now, being in weather, I, 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 I 
I know where a lightning uh, ball is. I know this type, of, those type of things. But this thing was not moving. It was sitting steady in the sky. It wasn't a comet. I mean, uh, not a comet, but a meteorite. It wasn't any of this stuff. I mean, it looked like it might have been about four or five hundred feet off of the lake, and it was. Uh, it was. Uh, uh, it, it almost would hypnotize you just sitting there looking at it because I mean you, when you haven't seen anything like that before in your life you, you just can't keep your eyes off of it <clears throat> just as soon as we saw it you could have batted an eyelash and that's how fast it was gone I mean it left when it left and went back up into the uh, sky it left a small trail of a tail with it and after that, my and then after that, um, you know, I, I, it took me all night to get over that. And then we was uh, about two hours later, uh, a boat. We saw a boat coming up uh, the cove, and uh, then it stopped. And we thought it was somebody down there fishing. As we was getting ready to leave, we came down through there, mm-hmm. and there was nobody in the boat. And I'm like, okay, I've seen a UFO. Now I'm seeing a boat with nobody in it come up into the cove. It had its running lights on and everything. And that boat was empty. We looked around in the water to see if anybody had fell out. And I told uh, my friend I was with, I said, I think it's really time to just put this thing in high gear and let's get out of here. Now, since, um, since that time, have you seen I, other UFOs? Uh, my brother and I, we did see one one night. Uh, it was late in the evening. Um, the sun hadn't was, had gone down, but it was just enough light where you could see um, something just perfectly. And at that time, I didn't have a camera. And uh, we saw this object, and it was just sitting there. Um, I kind of missed mistaking it as a uh, star or maybe one of the planets. And then it started moving, and then it was making uh, some erratic uh, moves. Uh, it go forward, then it would stop, then it would go sideways, stop. Mm-hmm. And then when it took off again, it was just like a bat of your eye, and it was gone. And um, so, uh, you know, when you see something like that, it's hard to explain. Um, I don't think the military has anything like that. Uh, of course, right now, they liable to have anything. Um, uh, there was uh, just a, a UFO sighting, I think it was maybe three years ago. These, these guys were shooting a movie out in Utah. And uh, I, it's the most amazing footage I think I've ever seen. <clears throat> and um, they had a drone up in the air. And this thing, you can see it coming down the mountain ridge, and it makes a turn, and it's sideways. And when it made that turn and straightened up, it took one second to get from that mountain ridge past them. That thing was flying. I mean, they said they estimated the the speed of around 9,000 miles an hour. Now, that that is hollering it. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, 
also, you know, it's probably one of the best footages of, of a UFO I think I've ever seen. It's trouble about is <clears throat> where they saw it, it wasn't but two hours from Area 51. So there you go. <laughs> you never know what's going to happen or what they have. Uh, and as far as the military goes, if the military's got it, mm-hmm. then um, I'm all for it. Well, of course. I was in the military, so, you know, I, I support them. Um, uh, did get in, uh, well, you remember one of the uh, shows I was on with you about the uh, UFO sightings uh, I investigated up in Westfield, Virginia, and that was, that almost got me killed. Really? But, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, we we went up there a number of times, talked to a witness that uh, <clears throat> he was actually a radio announcer um, then, uh-huh. and uh, he kept giving us information about this, that, and the other, and <clears throat> finally, they, they, they really, uh, something happened, I don't know exactly what it what, what it was, something that we'll never. Well, I guess we'll never know about. But his son was at a party, and two men in uh, suits come up knocking on the door and asking for him. And when he come to the door, they shot him point blank in the head. They shot who? They shot the uh, radio announcer's son. Why? Why would? Actually, why? <clears throat> well. Um, at the time uh, when he was uh, investigating this stuff, he was he had opened up the radio show one night and let people call in to tell their experience, and it was like around three thousand people that saw these things. So he opened up the radio show, and people would call in, and then he started getting calls from this, that, and the other. You know, that wouldn't give their name and just told him to you know lay off. Uh, I think a colonel, I think it was a colonel that called him one time, and he was supposed to go to Virginia Beach, make a a speech, uh, and they told him not to go, but he went anyway. So it got so stressful for him. Uh, One night he thought he was having a heart attack, and uh, his wife took him to the emergency room, and they said it was stress. Because they broke in his house, stole film cameras and everything. Well, uh, stand by, my friend. We've so. got to take our news break. When we come back, let's okay. talk about this more, because I've been doing this show 30 years. Nothing like that has ever happened to me or anybody else that, that I know that is credible within this industry. I've heard of a... I've yeah. heard, no, no, don't. No, no. We've got to take our break. So when we come back... Go ahead. All right. We'll uh, continue this very interesting conversation, and we'll get into it deeper. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My guest this hour is Gary Fouts. Don't go away.
And welcome back, everyone. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you would like to uh, send me an email, same email that we've had for 30 years, Exxon at ExxonRadioTV.com, on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And to find out about the programming that we have available for you, 724-365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Gary Fouts is our special guest this hour. And uh, Gary, let's talk more about this this strange, bizarre story where somebody who was a radio announcer didn't comply with something that, or, or didn't comply with the instructions he was giving from allegedly the material. He's at a party one night and... Uh, uh, he's at a party one night, and two men come to his door dressed in suits, open the door. The son opens the door, asks for the father. son tells the father, uh, the uh, military or whoever these are in the suits that he's not there, and he's shot in point-blank range. Have I got that right? Yeah, uh, yeah he was uh, actually his son was at a uh, party, another uh, guy's, I guess one of his friends. Oh, I see. The son and, was at uh, the party. No, it's fine. It's fine. It, uh, they... Well, they had broke uh, broken his house a couple of times. Then uh, they, when they shot his son, he mm-hmm. did live through it. I mean, he he uh, actually has been about eight years, maybe now. I think he passed away, but uh, he uh, he you know they never caught anybody. They never uh, actually found out who it was that well, did it. Well, if this guy was on the radio, why can't we know his name? Well, uh, his name is Danny Gordon. Danny Gordon? Uh, uh huh. And uh, I haven't talked to him in about eight years because of the little incident that my, myself and my investigator went through. What happened with you and, and your I, investigator? Well, <laughs> what we did, we went up there and we had a meeting with Danny. Uh, <clears throat> and um, uh, we, uh, he, he was. Uh, we, we went up there to one of the little uh, restaurants up there in the, in the town, town where he works. Uh-huh. And uh, so when we left, we told him we were going to head up, I think it was Route 21 or 27. It goes from there to Independence, Virginia. But you have to go over a mountain, I think, to get to Independence. And so we was headed that way. And um, my, my investigator, he... Uh, I was uh, sitting over in the passenger seat. He says, we're being followed. And I said, what do you mean we're being followed? He said, well, look behind you. And in my book, and it was a black SUV. That the uh, tinted, uh, windows were tinted really, really black. I mean, you couldn't even see to it. In Virginia, it's a law, a state law, that you can't have your windows that tinted. Mm-hmm. Now... That kind of threw up a red flag. I said, well, I'll tell you what, if you think we're getting followed, the next store that comes up, just pull in, and I'll go in and get us something, you know, get us something to drink, and then we'll see what he does. And sure enough, a little store came up. We pulled in. He pulled in behind us, and then he went down about two cars down from us and parked, and I went in the store, and uh, come back out. I kind of glanced over and I said, "Yep, he's there." And so I got back in the car and we backed out, got back on the road again. 
and he was right behind us again. I said, we got a problem. <laughs> so I knew then we, we had a big problem. And I said, okay, let's do this. Before we get over the mountain or start up the mountain, let's stop one more time just to see if we're just, you know, being freaked out about something that's, uh, that we shouldn't be worried about or maybe we should. And there was a little mom-and-pop restaurant down there. And I can't forget, I forget the name of that little town. But uh, we stopped in there, and uh, and sure enough, that SUV pulled right in, just like you did at the store. Well, we let, let, me a, let me ask you this. Were, were, you, were you afraid? Well, the first time I wasn't. The second time when we pulled into that restaurant, yeah, I was getting, mm. I was getting a little scared. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's just not normal for somebody to pull in like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of follow you and not get out. That, that's the problem. They didn't get out, whoever it was. And um, <clears throat> so we went in and we got us ordered uh, us some uh, lunch. Right. And I told, I told Rick, I said, man, we're in trouble. I said, he's sitting out there, or whoever it is sitting out there. I said, this is what we're going to do. If we pull out mm-hmm. and, uh, and he gets in behind us again, then what I want to do is I want you to slam the brakes on or pull in somebody's yard. I don't care what you do, but let's head back to towards Whitfield. He said, okay. And uh, so we got out. That's what we got in the car. We pulled out. The SUV pulled out. He was behind us again. I said, okay, we're in trouble. I, I just knew. I, I've never had a feeling wow. like I had. Can, can I ask you? Can I ask you a question? Why didn't yeah. you, Why didn't you call the police? Well, why not? You You sort of. Well, it's It's a long story. Well, we've got um, about. We've got a bit of time. I, I want to know if you are in fear of. If you're afraid, or if you feel that your your safety is at risk, you're being followed. Why you wouldn't call the police? What were you guys doing well, that? Wait a second. What were you guys doing that you didn't want to have the police involved? Well, what we were worried about because of the times that we had talked to Danny about, uh, I had this film that the military was in my, in all all of this to begin with. Ah. Uh, it was kind of like funny how the investigation went with his son. It was like. Okay, we're going to investigate it, and okay, we can't find nobody. And, you know, it's one of them scenarios like you're in a twilight zone. Um, if you call the police, is the police in on it? You know, that's the kind of feeling that we had. Well, okay, but you could, have, um, you could have called the state police if you thought the municipal police or local police were involved. You could have called the state police. We could have. We've, I, I think we were way too far out of the way. Uh, at the time, uh, for the state police to even get there, do anything. Well, why didn't you I get just, in? Why, did, I, why didn't you guys get into your vehicle and drive towards the state police barracks? Well, this, this well, see, we're not we're not that familiar with the area. I don't even know where the state police headquarters. I know we there's one right up the street up here and where I live. Yeah, at. but did you have a cell but phone with you? you? Get, did you have a I'm cell sorry, phone? Go ahead. Did you have a cell phone with you? No, I did not. 
All right, but um, there there were and Rick Rick had one, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't get out where we was at. Okay, at that, at that time. But what about stopping at but, a phone booth and dialing zero or nine one one? Oh yeah, we we could have done that. I just I thought uh, at the time that hey, we may if we can just get out of here and get back to Whitfield, I think we'll be okay. But something you know, long before that, I didn't have that feeling. I mean, when uh, the, the first UFOs were spotted up there and everything, mm-hmm. I said, "Oh, this is cool." You know, maybe it's something from another planet. And then as it went on. And as things started happening, I said, somebody don't want somebody to know something. I mean, there's more people involved in this than what meets the eye. And uh, the men in black, uh, I never saw them, but Danny saw them. It sounds like this Danny had a very very vivid imagination. Well, I tell you, he was, uh, he... um, he had, when they broke in his house, they stole his camera and some mm-hmm. film. And then there was two guys uh, posing as uh, newspaper reporters from the Richmond Time Dispatch. And they want, told him they wanted to do a uh, story on it. He invited them into his house. And one of them, had, I guess, snuck away while they were talking mm-hmm. and went up there and, and stole more film. And... He called the Richmond Times Dispatch, and they said they didn't send anybody up there. So when you go up into that little town, there's a lot of people that won't even talk about it. I mean, it's just like, you know, if something says, has said or somebody has said, you shut up about it, you don't tell anybody about it. And I, I really and truly think that this was a military thing. Uh, if nothing's going to really change my mind about it, I don't mm-hmm. think it was a little green man from Mars or anything. I think this has something to do with military. All right, sta- stand by. It We've got to take. To we have. Military. We have to take our final break. Exo Nation. Okay. Now we'll come back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exo from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Are you a skeptic or are you a believer? Send me an email. Exxon at exxonradiotv.com. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. What? 
Welcome back, everyone. Our guest this hour is Gary Fouts, and um, we're talking about Danny Gordon, who uh, was or still is um, um, a radio announcer at WYVE in Virginia. Um, he, he had an interest in UFOs. Um, is, is he still around these days? You know, I haven't talked to him in a, in a while. Uh, uh, we kind of laid back. Uh, actually, for about eight years now, yeah. we've laid back since that incident uh, because uh, I didn't want him to have to go through all the mess that he went through again, mm -hmm. and especially his family. Um, he went through enough as it was, and, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody else up there, uh, there was nothing, nothing ever told me that anybody else had to go through what he did, um, except for myself. And, 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 of course, we was going to uh, set up some uh, infrared cameras and some night vision cameras actually in the uh, middle of a cow field uh, on that same road that we, that we was on mm -hmm. and try to uh, place them in different you know directions and see if anything were to come you know, through there. And we just never, we never did do it. We never went back uh, to do it. Um, and it's just, it was a, it became something that, hey, this is cool, to something, hey, this is not cool. So um, so when do you think the military started following you? Or, or show interest in what you well, were doing? Well, they, apparently, I'm, you know, like I said, I don't know if it was military or not, but... I'm pretty sure, deep down in me, that that they have something to do with what's going on. Um, and uh, I guess that my thinking was, I mean, well, just to give you an example of what we used to run into okay. before all this happened. Mm -hmm. We would go up there and come back. And one day we came back down through there, and there was, and I'm going to tell you, there was hundreds of blackbirds on the side of the road dead for no reason. I'm like, okay, what's this about? Um, and uh, I was told not too long ago that there were still uh, some sightings of uh, UFOs up in that area. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know if any bases up there. I do know that it's possibly could be a base inside of one of the mountains because we have a lot of mountains here. And, uh, but I don't think that, uh, that they would use that area for, for what, you know, like what people think they do at Area 51. Uh, I just don't know. It's a big mystery that it may not ever be solved. I had brought it up again, one of our meetings and, uh, uh, and I just feel uneasy about even, you know, doing it again. But we're thinking about it, uh, just just going up there and just go up that same road and see what we can come up with or whatever, you know. Uh, it, it may be, you know, uh, nothing going on. But then again, I don't know. It, it just gives you a creepy feeling when something like that happens, and especially all the stuff that happened to him. You just, you know, you won't leave it alone. Yeah, but I, I got to tell you something. I, 
I still don't understand why, if you were afraid you were being followed, you just didn't call the police. Well, it's a time, uh, well, this is what was told me. Uh, at the time that all this happened to mm-hmm. his son, it, there was no, it was like, uh, you know how you uh, watch a, a, a TV show and you know the cops are in into whatever's going on? Well, this is sort of what was told to me, that they made, uh, the uh, authorities didn't push the matter to try to get it solved. And apparently whoever that was right. was telling them, hey, you know, lay off of it. And even when we was getting ready to go up that mountain, mm-hmm. the more I thought about it, uh, I think it really hit me at the last place we stopped. And I told I told Rick, I looked at him and I said, man, we ain't going to make it over that mountain. Because I really think they were waiting for us to go up the mountain. And, and that's a big, you know, it's not a big mountain, but it's not a little one either. Uh, I really think they had some intentions to harm us. But once, uh, but now, once again, but once again. If we You see... Mm-hmm. Look, if you felt that your life was in danger mm-hmm. now and you didn't call the mm-hmm. police, that raises red flags for me. Something, I'm, something's not being told in this whole story. Something is missing here because, you know what, I'm an ex-cop. Yeah, right. And, and something doesn't sound, well, you know, it just doesn't sit right. Well, we, we haven't, uh, actually, we was going to go into the, police department at one time and talked to them about all the stuff that went on and we never did and uh but it was just this feeling of if uh and now rick he had mentioned something back on police and i said but by the time the police would have got would have gotten there mm-hmm. uh you know they've probably been gone by then i don't know I just don't know what, you know, if I knew who was in that black SUV was, is one thing, but not seeing who it is, or if, you know, did you have a radio? It's possible. It's, it's very possible that they would, they would know somebody's, you know, going to come down and check them out. Uh, I, I don't think they were that stupid. I really don't. Okay, now, you said that when you pulled into the restaurant the, uh, to see if you mm-hmm. were being followed, the mm-hmm. the black SUV with the tinted glass passed you by and mm-hmm. parked two cars ahead, right? No, he stayed behind. Oh, he when stayed we behind. pulled into the last place, oh, gotcha. which would have been the restaurant. Right. He pulled in behind us, but he was like two or three cars up from us in the parking lot. So there's no way you could have gotten uh, his license number? No, no. I would have had mm-hmm. to gone physically up there to do it. And at that time, I just didn't feel comfortable doing that. So we went in, and we t- and Rick and I talked about it. And, you know, I told him, I said, look, I said, I don't think we're going to make it over that mountain. And this just, just don't feel right. I, it just didn't feel good at all. So did you guys turn and, around uh, and go home? Uh, yes, we he, he slammed on the brakes, went in somebody's driveway, I don't mm-hmm. know who it was. Really didn't care at the time. And we headed back towards Whitfield. 
and they had slowed down and stopped when they saw us heading back, and they didn't. They and then they started. They just went on. Now they didn't. They never went and come back behind us on the way back to Whistle or anything. And uh, I, we had talked to some folks on down the road there, piece, uh, but that was way before all this happened. And they claimed that they had seen UFOs in that area. So, you know, it's still a big mystery. I I, I, I can't explain it. Yeah. Uh, I know that whatever is going on or whatever was going on at the time, uh, you, they were serious about it. Um, and Danny and, uh, and his friend, uh, he's, he passed away, but Danny and his friend, they wrote a book about it. Uh, it's called Don't Look Up. I don't know if you can get a copy of it or not. Danny, uh, uh, he uh, gave me a copy because we were friends and, yeah. and everything. And uh, um, I don't know. It's an interesting book, but I don't know if he still could make copies, but I think he should because that was one weird uh, case of a, of a UFO sighting that I've ever heard of. Uh, I've been in this a long time, and, I, you know, people see them, uh, UFO, where they claim to see a UFO land or go over the top of their house or right. across the interstate, mm-hmm. but I've never saw one. Like, I've never seen one this bad. So uh, I don't know. I just at that time I just didn't, I didn't want to get Rick killed. Yeah, and I sure didn't want to get it. All right, Gary, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time for tonight. I want to thank you very much for joining us. A very strange. And weird story. Somebody's following you in a black van. You can't see into their windows. You're afraid of for your life, and yet you don't call the cops. The story doesn't make sense, Exo Nation. There are so many red flags in the entire story that, well, you know what? Just listen to this. Another one bit the dust here in the Exxon. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. 